How are we doing, everybody? It's Honorado and Company, Chris Honorado, Ashley Miller. As we approach the All-Star break in Major League Baseball, we will go through our biggest spring training prediction regrets. I have many, but oh. there's one I'm very proud of as well. So I'll try to balance it with one really good and probably a handful of not so good. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about what some former Section 2 stars are doing in baseball right now. Big, big things. We've talked about the fact that there are four of them up in the major leagues right now, but uh, two pitchers are really shining uh, above really kind of the rest, maybe you could say. So we'll get into that as well. We've got the NBA Summer League starting in Las Vegas. You say, who cares? Does anybody watch that? Five o'clock on Friday, people in the 518. We'll tell you why. Ash, what else we got cooking on the show? Uh, I don't know. We'll talk home run derby. A lot of baseball. Listen, it's baseball season, and it's one of the only sports going right now. Uh, we'll talk a little tennis. Dirty difficult done, as always. Oh, golf. Yeah. A little golf. All right. Let's get it going on Co. is Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. And we are only one week away as we do the show live on a Thursday morning across News Channel 13 social Crazy. media. We are one week away from opening day at Saratoga Racecourse. I mean, I don't wow. know if it's the, I mean, look, they've, they've moved the meet up, so... Mm -hmm. There's always the 4th of July week, and then here comes opening day. So I should be used to it by now because this is probably like year four or five that we've started on a Thursday. Um, but still, it just feels like somehow it all kind of got lost, and we're going to be up in Saratoga for opening day before we even know it. Yeah. And as our guy Roger says, summer is over. It will fly once we yeah. hit July 13th. here on out. It will be Labor Day before you know it. But we'll get yeah, into a little bit about Saratoga opening day as well here on the show as we really get things rolling here on Honorado and Company. Hard to believe how quickly some of this stuff oh. goes. Let's have some fun with this one just to start, okay? Before the Major League Baseball season, as we hit the All-Star break here, um, we made predictions. Division mm -hmm. winners, Cy Youngs, MVPs of the sort. Biggest regret I have, I have a few. Sandy Alcantara, who's still a very good pitcher, is not going to win the Cy Young in the National League. Um, and that's despite the Marlins' success. His his record yeah, is well, great. well below 500. His ERA is above four. It's just mm -hmm. not going to happen. And he's still a very good pitcher. He's not going to defend his Cy Young title in the National League. I had the Cardinals winning the NL Central. They might trade one of their best players at the deadline and Paul Goldschmidt. So mm -hmm. put a big red X next to that one. But the biggest regret might be picking the Padres to win the World Series. Now, long way to go. And if they just get into the postseason, they could potentially be as good as anybody. And we'll see what they do at the trade deadline, if, if anything. So... But right now, sitting here on July 6th at 10.06 a.m., Padres to win the World Series, not looking so good, Ash. 
Yeah, not looking so good. Um, I'm not great at remembering what I pick, but one thing stands out to me as a little bit of a disaster. Uh, and I think it's because it quickly went south and now it's gone so far south that it's like a little bit embarrassing. I went out on a limb and picked Alec Manoa to win the AL Cy Young. And guess what? He's not even pitching in the major leagues right now. He has been so bad that they were like, you got to go get right somewhere else. So he's down in the minors trying to figure it out. He's not going to win the AL Cy Young. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I don't, I didn't feel at the time you went out on a limb. He had a very no, good year I just wanted 22. to do something a little different. He, he yeah. wasn't the odds on favorite to win it. I hate picking the guy who everyone thinks is going to win it, whoever yeah. that was at the time. So I, I reached a little deeper and it didn't work. Now, I th- I mean, you had the Mets winning the NL East. Uh, and, and this I do not agree with. Anthony Donato, big uh, chance. It's, it's going to be tough. You're saying they won't make the playoffs I, or they won't make noise in the playoffs? No, I think, I think it's going to be tough for them to get in at this point. Yeah, I think so too. They've won four in a row as we sit here on a Thursday. Yeah, I mean, um, but they're but, 18 back of Atlanta. Yep. They're 10 back of Miami, and they're six and a half back of Philly. Like, there, there is distance. Well, they're only looking at the wild card at this point. Yeah, I and get it's, it. But it's a handful of games or something. Teams in their own division that are going to get the wild card in front of them. Correct. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, where did I get something right so far, anyway? The Braves. Pretty sure I picked Otani to win MVP. That um, looks pretty good. And I have a, I had Acuna winning the National League MVP. Well, that looks pretty good too. That that and I waffled big time on the division winner in the NL East because I wanted to take Philadelphia. I'm glad I didn't. I took Atlanta. Um, but predictions are not my strong suit. You know that. I'm gonna turn away from this bright sunshine I have I'm pouring through away. the windows. Go away from the light. Go to the light. Sam's watching. Always good to see Sam on with us. Carol is here as well. The usual suspects. Joy is with us. You already checked in with Anthony D'Amato as the Mets. I mean, Anthony, he he's like all in. Like what? What keep? I mean, I don't know. Keep trading. I guess he's a he's a real fan. See, Cohen make some real moves. I, I don't. I don't know. No, I mean, what can you do at this Sam point? Sam is a Mets fan. He says it's kind of the four-game streak just feels a little bit like a tease maybe. Yeah, okay. And, yes, yeah, Sam, we'll be at the track on Thursday. So we'll do this show live from Saratoga Race Course next Thursday morning, same time yep. always, 10 a.m. Yeah, all good. Cool. All right, so those are our regrets. Um, what we didn't do was pick Rookie of the Year because you don't know who's going to get called up necessarily and how sure. that's going to affect the league for what the reds have done like zach remillard yeah yeah milk he keeps going what the reds have done with the young guys they've called up and this one in particular people are you know loving ellie de la cruz uh i like that you threw this in here is this an overreaction that he's the best rookie in baseball since aaron judge what what put this in your brain i i just love watching him i I think he's fun he's got the like Fernando Tatis flair, but he's one of the most talented baseball, in my opinion, 
what he brings to the baseball field is unlike what many others do. I mean, the guy can absolutely fly on the base paths. Um, And he has power for days. And I just think he has that personality that fans love and most fans love and kind of gravitate towards. I'm going to say old school baseball fans are not going to love it. Davey Martinez does not love it. Uh, that became clear on Wednesday night when he had a problem with his reaction. But I love that stuff. Like, Davey Martinez picked a fight about some stupid plastic knob on the end of his bat. They made him take it off. Then they let him put it back on. And then he just obliterated a ball, 455 feet, and then pointed to the end of the bat and was like, I don't think it's that. That's Oregon. Like, that's the stuff that I like, though. But if you're going to pick a fight with somebody – and, and, and not even pick a fight, but if you're going to create an issue with something and you're Davey Martinez, you better expect that kind of reaction from a young kid. Like, that is how the game goes nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, I think the flair makes it fun, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, he's a 6'5", shortstop, right? He's he's a lean and long and all of that stuff. He doesn't look like your prototypical. But – I saw you put this in here, and so I just went back to look at just the rookies of the year in the last yep. handful of years or so. Yeah. Okay. And so the question – so Judge won Rookie of the Year in 2017. Here's who has come I'm since sure Aaron Judge. Did. Okay. The next year, Otani and Acuna. Oh, my God. I thought – geez, Acuna was that late? The year after that, Pete Alonso hit 53 home runs. Jordan Alvarez hit 313 with 27 and 78. Now, I skipped 20 and 21 because it wasn't all that impressive yet. The COVID year, and then even after that, I didn't know. But last year, you had Julio Rodriguez hit 28 mm-hmm. home runs, 75 RBIs, 25 swipes. Yeah. And Michael Harris, the second, got a big contract with Atlanta after hitting 319 homers, 64 RBIs, 27. Yeah. My point I think is. The difference for me okay. is the amount that people talk about him, the amount that he's in highlights, the like he just does something differently. So for me, Aaron Judge was different. It's not that all those rookies weren't great because they were, but Aaron Judge was different. Ellie De La Cruz is different. They they seem to just have separated themselves in the way that they play, not so much in like the talent that they bring to the table necessarily. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I get it. I think, I and I, look, you know me, I get caught up. There's yeah. this is I think it's just riddled with recency bias here. Yeah. If we went back to 2018 when we were watching the baseball season, the stuff that was probably being said about Otani, nobody had ever well, that, said it before. That guy was the most sought after Japanese baseball player in a hundred years. Yeah. Like everyone about the, knew he was the going to be somebody's a good being talked player. about. You know? Yeah, I get it. I just think the expectation, like for me, this kid came out of left field. Uh, oh, everyone okay. knew who Otani was. I think a lot of people knew who Acuna was. Um, I don't know if Pete Alonso, maybe not so much, but for me, watching Pete Alonso is just like, meh. Like, yeah. okay, a guy who hits home runs, it's not exciting for me. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. It was just that, you know, two years prior, Judge had set the rookie home run record, and then here comes – Yep. Uh, Alonzo and, yeah. and he beats Judge's record by one. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I just thought guys well, this is going to be a fun question because look at the list I, I've compiled yeah. here in the last handful of years. But could you yeah. imagine your guys? You said Otani and uh, Acuna were same year rookies, right? Yeah. Can you imagine they both win MVPs in the same year? Like you yeah, go from I mean, rookie of the year five years later to MVPs. Yeah. 
Right. Otani's already great. got one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Acuna's only 25 years old. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, let's play with this one here, Adam. Blunder of the Mets. Will they be a buyer or a seller at the trade deadline? We'll take them one at a time here. Mets buyer or seller at the trade deadline, Ash, by the time we get to the end of this month? Seller. Seller. Yeah, Big seller? I mean, you, you can unload. I think the biggest thing you can do, and I don't know that they will because then you're you're kind of blowing it up, but you're not, is to unload those pitcher contracts and to either Verlander or Scherzer or both. There are plenty of teams – who will take on those contracts if they feel like they are in a, like uh, just this close away from winning. You know what I mean? Like if you get a team that just feels like we're one starting pitcher away and we can add an arm like that, they'll eat that money and take it. I I think. Um, So I think you unload the contracts, but you need to get two or three of that team's best prospects to get rid of those guys. And that, that should be the goal. If I said to you, the Mets either trade both Verlander and Scherzer or neither of those two guys, which would you take? Probably neither of them. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know that Steve Cohen is ready to bail on this operation, no matter how But they don't have much longer with those two guys anyway. So you have to decide if you're building for the future or you really think you can win in the next Next two years. Next year, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I don't know that you can. Uh, Chances Otani goes to the Yankees, Mets, or someone else. Now, I, I think Adam's asking will Otani be traded? The answer is absolutely not. There's no, no so. way. You think there's a chance he gets traded, Ash, at all? I don't think I don't think so. And I know Adam is speculating here because of Trout's injury. Uh-huh. He's out four to eight weeks with the with Right, because this has been a team that's been better. That maybe than... Anaheim falls off and mm-hmm. they're not in playoff contention. Remember, the deadline is August 1st. Mm-hmm. That's really soon. It's soon, yeah. So you, Anaheim won't fall off enough where yeah. they would say, let's sell here. And I just – you cannot trade the uh-huh. generational talent of Shohei Otani without putting in a real effort to try to resign it. Now, I don't think he's going to stay. But just from a psychological standpoint to your fan base, you can't trade the guy yeah. and make no effort to keep you – have to, you have to be able to, to look your fans in the eyes and say – we did everything we could to keep him. If anything, the Angels should be adding at the trade deadline right. to try to get into the playoffs and then roll the dice and see what happens. I, the, the Angels should be big buyers at the end of July. That's what I would expect. Hmm. If you're trying to convince this guy to stay, you have got to add some pieces before the deadline, my yeah. opinion. Uh, yeah, I think so too. And I just think if you're another team, you have to be a hundred percent certain that that guy is going to resign with you. If you're going to trade for him, because you're going to trade the farm to get three months of Shohei Otani or two months of Shohei Otani. And if he's not going to resign with you, then guess what? It isn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're a Dodgers, Yankees or Mets, you know, you're going to be in contention for him as a free agent. Yeah. Why give up the prospects ahead of time? Just throw the money at him. Yeah. Um, I think he ends up with the Dodgers. Yeah, I think so too. But I think, I think Steve Cohen is going to make it awfully difficult for him to say no. But can you, do you really think you're going to a better situation in New York? No, but a lot of these guys don't necessarily always pick the better situation, they pick the better financial situation. 
Sure. All right, let's take well, a quick time out here. He will be just fine <laughs> no matter who he signs with. You're right about that. Uh, back right after this on Honorado and Company, uh, a week to go before Saratoga's opening day. We'll do the show live there from Saratoga Racecourse um, next Thursday. We have our Triple D coming up, Dirty, Difficult, Done, Performance Industrial, Golf and Baseball on the Brain, and former Section 2 guys in both the NBA and Major League Baseball making big waves. Back in a minute. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. Get ready for the thrill of a lifetime with Tracker Fishing Boats. Available at Alpenhouse. Feel the rush as you reel in your trophy catch, supported by Tracker's unmatched stability. Prepare to conquer any challenge with cutting-edge tech at your fingertips and the freedom to explore without limits. Make waves this season and experience the ultimate fishing adventure with Tracker Fishing Boats at Alpenhouse. Your source for fun since 1964. And now, back to Honorado and Company. Sponsored by Alpenhouse. Shout out to all of our local business partners on the show supporting us each and every single week here on uh, Honor Auto and Company. I like this comment here. Um, like Rangers close. Is that a team that needs Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer? Are they that close? Listen, that that was probably a prediction that I blew to. I, I don't think I had them anywhere near the top of any division. Um, Maybe pick the Astros. Uh or the Diamondbacks, or the Pirates, or any of the teams that have surprised us. Um, yep. But is yep. that a team that is one brilliant starting pitcher away from, I think, yes, from making a run. I don't know that I would, I see them winning a World Series, but I think that's a team that is loaded with talent. Um, and certainly they could use a starting pitcher. You see one of their guys in the home run derby, right? Coming yeah. up on Monday night. Um, Luis Garcia? Yeah, you know, it feels like there are a lot of teams that are starting pitching starved. Yeah, and maybe they're the just making have a lot it work pitching and trying aren't winning. Like the Padres, you would say, hey, they have a lot of pitching, not winning. Um yeah. Braves top two starters are injured. Yankees don't have deep starting pitching. The Dodgers starting rotation is riddled with injuries. Yep. It's it's a it's a weird mm-hmm. Tampa's guys are coming back healthy now, glass now. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's been a little bit of a weird season from the, the pitching side of things. Yeah, so, I think yeah, it's maybe been a Texas very is that close. Like one guy maybe really makes a huge difference. Obviously, Degrom's out for the year, but maybe right. one guy makes a big difference in Texas. Yeah, for me, I think it's just it's been more about offense this year, and it's not. Listen, averages aren't up a ton, but there are enough guys who are hitting for average, hitting for power. I mean, the home run numbers are high. Um, So I think it's been, the focus has been outside of guys like Otani. The focus has been more on hitting than it has been pitching. Like your usual suspects haven't been great. Yeah. Um, But I, I like, I enjoy the ebbs and flows of baseball. It's one of my favorite things about the sport. 
nobody slumps like baseball players. Nobody streaks like baseball players. Like it's, it's so different than any other sport. You, you do not go into shooting slumps in the NBA or any, you know, anything else. Like there's nothing like it in football. It's just so different. Home Run Derby Monday night. Here are the matchups. Uh, Alonzo and Rodriguez is the one everybody's going to talk about uh, because of what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Guerrero has shown he is as dangerous as anybody in this competition. Um, but some fun names here. The matchups, yeah. I, I don't know who can't, like, whatever. Who, mm-hmm. Who's your pick to win? Probably Julio. I mean, you're going to get a guy in his home stadium that is – it's just going to be – I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and he was a blast to watch last year. I think whoever – Alonzo or, or Julio, for me, whoever comes out of that matchup. I'll take Vladdy. I'll okay. take Vladdy. Uh, who's not on the list? Who are I mean, we missing? Everybody. Everybody. I, I mean, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, number one, number two. Shohei Otani, number three. And, and those are all guys who have injury issues. Um, we saw Otani last year. It was fun. So yeah, a, a lot of guys for me, like I want one of the Padres big bats in there. I want one of the Braves big bats in there. Like we've got teams that have strong, powerful hitters, oh, Rafael Devers, Jordan Alvarez, like give me some of those guys instead yeah. of some of the guys that we threw up like Garcia meh, for me is kind of, eh. and bets is fun. I don't know how, but He's Rush the most for intri- me, like he's fun to watch. I don't really want to see him hit home runs. He's not a Betts big. This is the most guy. intriguing guy to me, just because of his size. Yeah, like will will he have the stamina to go through this right. type of competition? And he's slight. He's smaller. Does he just tire more? E- I don't know. I don't know. No. Um, does he tire more easily than some of these other guys? So he's he's kind of the one I'm I'm really watching here. Um, Say, so, Rosarena might be my dark horse. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, one more thing about All-Star Weekend here. No Shohei on the mound. It's the right thing. Left his last start with a blister. Not going to pitch uh, on Tuesday. Well, in so the pitch for an inning anyway. It's fun because he's Shohei Otani, and he just makes everything more exciting. But I get it. Yeah, yeah, definitely the right call. Um, okay. So as we hit the All-Star break, here's your update on uh, Zach Remillard. Right. I mean, we have to do that. These section two guys are unbelievable. Crazy. Um, still in the lineup now most nights. And I don't see how you take him out of the lineup hitting 366. Yeah, that, yeah. I put the OPS in there because it's, I think the major league average is somewhere in the low to mid sevens. Mm-hmm. I mean, he works walks. He works a lot of walks. Yeah, he's been terrific. And how about this guy? We haven't talked about him enough. We're working to get him on the show with yeah, the Philadelphia Phillies people. Hopefully that can happen. Jeff Hoffman, you know, wanted a trade, got it. Here he is pitching well for the Phillies out of the bullpen. Yeah, and listen, the the walk numbers are not good, um, but the strikeout numbers are unbelievable. So it's one of those things that if you're the Phils, you live with the walks because mm-hmm. you've got the strikeouts. Like the eight walks per nine is not great, but the 28 Ks per nine, that's something yeah. that you can take. So yeah. yeah, he's been he's been very good. Yeah, take that. Uh, school is out for summer, and so Owen and Ethan have a chance to watch, and we appreciate them checking. And we'll take uh, we 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 skew younger with them watching. Do we? Oh, well, oh watching. yeah, they they bring our uh, our 
average age viewership down by a lot. Yeah. All right. Um, NBA Summer League starts on Friday in Las Vegas. Can I interest you in that? I'll tell you, you why you should be watching at yeah. 5 o'clock on ESPNU. Back in 30. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. Six carbs and 95 calories. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpen House. Nobody does short commercial breaks like we do short commercial breaks. Right <laughs> back into the action here on Honorado and Company. Um, Ash, you had an opportunity to catch up with Andre Jackson Jr. Uh, during a little virtual press yeah. conference uh, from the Bucks facility. Um, great. Yeah, here is part of that that I wanted to play. I heard a couple of the sound bites. I want to play some of that. I loved this answer from Andre about um, kind of what he believes is his strong suit to immediately get on the court in the NBA. Whenever uh, I'm in DAGs, we kind of work out, I mean, at different times. Hang on a second. I was going to say, that's not the right one. Here we go. Okay. I pride myself on the defensive end of the floor, and that's definitely my specialty and, and my calling card in this in this game of basketball. So to be around guys like Giannis and Drew Holiday and uh, Jay Crowder, and the list goes on, man, uh, Grayson Allen, guys who've done it uh, at the highest level, and just just seeing their tendencies, the way that they, that they go about it, and, and being in that practice environment with such great guys every day will allow me to get better and and pick up little gems and, and little tools from from great players and great, great defensive players. Don't you love that? I mean, yeah. he's already thinking about how much defense can I play, right? And and you have to know when you got when you've got Giannis and Middleton and Holiday, those are the guys who are going to be the primary scorers. How do I get on the court? You play defense, you rebound, you share the ball, you hustle, you do those things. And because on <clears throat> on Friday. This is the matchup we're going to get to yeah. start things in the NBA Summer League. So cool. From Vegas, I mean, Bucks, Nuggets, couldn't have planned it any better. Does the NBA know? I don't no. think they care about us in the 518, but they've no. teed us right on up for yeah. some viewership in the NBA Summer League to kick it off on the 7th here. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, I, I'm just intrigued. Like, Yep. I think Pickett's game fits today's NBA, but I, I need to see it to believe it, that he can play at that slow pace mm -hmm. and still be effective. And then I just want to see, like, Andre athletically against some of the best athletes on the planet. What does that look like? How does he size up? That'll be fun. How about that contract that Pickett signed? Threw this note in here. Four it's years. Nice. Eight million. And the thing with the NBA that kind of makes it easy is, you know, everybody's slotted. Mm -hmm. So you kind of know what you're going to get. Um, the second round guys are just guaranteed the first three years. It, and, and a lot of times that works out in the player's favor. Right. Because if you're a second round player, you know, the goal is to outplay the contract. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so you become a free agent much sooner instead of them getting you on the cheap, if you will. So Pickett plays well. He gets to hit the open market sooner than a first-round pick would. Uh, Sam wants to know, will they play? I think the answer is yes. Definitely. Overwhelmingly yes. I think they'll both play. Um, because these are guys, this is not like Victor Wembanyama, who is the surest of sure things and who you may want to protect. I, I don't think the Nuggets or the Bucks are going to handle these guys with kid gloves. I think they want to see them on the floor against NBA caliber talent. Like you got to get them out there and see what you have and see what you want to work on. It can't be the first time you can't keep them out of summer league and then throw them into an NBA game and then be like, well, this isn't working. So this gets, lets them get her, get their feet wet a little bit. I think you'll see both of them. I think so too. And Sam does make the point here. A lot of guys on both rosters, yeah. not everybody plays. If you look at a box score of a summer league game, right. you've got, you know, like nine guys who didn't yeah. get on the court. Um, so th it's possible that they don't both play in this game, but, but I think they'll play in they summer league. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, of course yeah. they'll play in summer league. I, I I hope they both play Friday, and I I think that they will. They're second round guys. Yeah, these organizations want to get them out on the court. Let's see what we have. What's been interesting to me is the Kings have played Keegan Murray a lot. I mean, forty one points. He's been, in, he's been incredible. Well, he's playing against. I get I it. Nobody's, but I get it. But he has been like the primary ball handler in a lot of ways for them. They have him doing a lot of different stuff, but that is going to benefit him. Like there's a risk in putting him out there, but that's going to benefit him because this is where you do things like give Keegan Murray the ball and have him be the primary ball handler. That's the situations that you try these things out. And he has absolutely shined in every situation they've put him in. It's been fun to watch. And I think people are really a lot of the stuff that I've read is like Keegan Murray is going to take a huge step this year. He will be one of the better second year guys in the league. Well, then look out for the Kings, huh? And yeah. that's what gets us to our guy, Kevin Herter, who is back in town and he kicked off, uh, we'll really launch the foundation. It's been in the works, but the official kind of public launch of the Kevin Herter Foundation was last week with a golf outing at the Edison Club. They raised more than $30,000 and this is an organization, a local nonprofit that's going to benefit youth sports. Kev said, I had a lot of advantages growing up um, because of my family, because of my school district. And I want to at least try to give kids in the capital region who don't have those same advantages a little bit of an edge or something that just kind of keeps them in yep. the sport for as long as possible. And so it was cool to kind of catch up with Kev. And here's a little bit of that golf outing our guys from novice made the polos that are really cool and uh he's working on the golf game he said he doesn't play as much as he'd like to he said malik monk plays maybe the most but he, he also said, monk and murray right yeah he also said monk uh, maybe needs the most work on his game so he plays a lot but he might need to actually be the one who who plays okay. a lot you know what i mean uh here's what kev had to say about creating that foundation so many people that are from my childhood that, that again, were, were, were really instrumental for uh, getting me to the point where I'm at, uh, are out here again supporting like they always have. And so it's great, honestly, just to put on an event just to see a lot of familiar people. Always good to catch up with Kev. And there were a lot of familiar faces on the golf course uh, that day with him, supporting him, as you would expect. And, of course, as you would expect, He's the Carol, best. right on.
he is the best. I said to him, he's wearing a, a U.S. Open L.A. Country Club hat. I said, did you go? To the, yeah, I did. Been kind of flying around everywhere this summer. I'm exhausted, but but I've gotten to do a lot of cool things. I said, good, go do them now. Well, you can. Listen, I mean, financially, you'll be able to do whatever. Fine. Yeah. But he, ha- but because of who he is currently, go do that stuff now where people invite you to these things. Once you're retired, you don't get invited to a lot of this stuff anymore. So go do it all now and if you can. My favorite thing about Kevin, and I know it's still fairly early, but like you wouldn't know that that kid's an NBA star. The way that he interacts with people and treats yeah. people. He's just so down to earth. I, we've talked about it before. Great family, great guy. Um, and those are the kids that you want to do well, you know, at that level. And he's, and giving back, which is important. Yep. Yep. And uh, one more here from Andre Jackson about you asked him, I think, right, Ash? I did. Yeah. Well, I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they run in the same circles because no the 518 is small. Um, but I didn't realize kind of how close the circle was. And Andre explains kind of where they intersect and what Kev's journey has meant to his journey, which was really cool to hear. Whenever uh, I'm in DAGs, we kind of work out, I mean, at different times. So I'm, I'm always running into him. And sometimes he'll like give me a little word or two of advice. Uh, and I appreciate that for sure. Uh, his new facility has uh, gave me some opportunities to go out there and work out as well. So I'm very grateful for that. And Honestly, just him doing it and him doing it at the highest level has automatically inspired me being from the 518 because you don't see a lot of people do that. And he's doing it at a really high level. So to see that just continues to inspire me every day. Pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. Not not bad if you're Steve D'Agostino, Dags Basketball, or the Impact Athletic Center and Half Moon to have these two dudes working out kind of on the regular with you. That's not bad. I mean, it's unbelievable. We've talked about this from a baseball perspective um, and how incredible having four plus major leaguers at the same time is who are, who are really contributing, you know, uh, Kevin Smith is on the IL currently, but you've got Ian Anderson recovering, waiting in the wings. Like the amount of talent in the major leagues is incredible. But again, like, and the talent in the NBA to have two guys in the NBA from this area, NBA rosters are a lot smaller. It's I think harder to stick. Um, there's not a lot of like, there's not a, the minor league system in baseball is so much bigger that you have room to kind of grow and develop. It's the G league or it's overseas. There's not a lot of places for you to go if you can't stick on an NBA roster. So the five one eight is so well represented. I, I've lived here my whole life. I haven't covered sports here you know, beyond my life, but I don't know that there's ever been a time like this for professional athletes at this level, this level of talent, but the sheer number of guys who are playing professionally right now in a lot of different sports is pretty crazy. Yeah. Got to get an NFL guy, right? That's hard to do. That'll be the toughest one. I think, especially from this area, that'll be the toughest one. Yeah, I get that. All right, we'll take another quick time out here on honor auto and company. When we come back, we stay with a little section two. And we hit the links for Performance Industrial's Dirty Difficult Done back in a minute. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. 
bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. Nyscoba honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Bill Miller and his entire crew at Performance Industrial, where there's never a job that's too dirty or too difficult for them to get it done. Ash, where are you going? I am going back to Shaker. Uh, we've given Jeff Hoffman a little love. We've given Zach Remillard a little love from LaSalle. And this is another one of the guys that we've been talking about on top of Kevin Smith. And maybe this guy's been the best of all of them. Um, it's a smaller sample size, but Tommy Canely, I don't know that dirty is accurate enough to describe what he has done since coming off the IL. Well, so I put in parentheses filthy because, you know, performance industrial can take care of filthy too, but his stuff has been so filthy. He's, and this is not overstating it. He's been one of the best relievers in baseball since returning from the IL. I mean, he has a zero ERA. You can't do better than that. Yeah. His strikeout numbers are great. His walk, his walk numbers are low. He's giving up the occasional hit, but no runs. I mean, the guy has been shut down. He's been the go-to guy in the Yankees bullpen. Um, and, and he missed the first couple months of the season. And they've obviously been happy to have him back. And he's been better than before he left. And he doesn't, I'll throw the numbers up here. He doesn't throw 98 the no. way he did when he first came up. <clears throat> and so I'm always amazed at when... Guys know a changeup is coming, and they're still out in front. He he got a double play ball earlier in the week, and it was after he'd walked a guy. Change up, change up, change up, change. Guy still out in front rolls over the thing, and it's a double play four six three. And I, I'm thinking like, this is he's throwing you a changeup. You know it's, but it has he keeps it down in the zone. Yeah. And it has good dip at the end, action at the end of the pitch as well as it gets to the plate. So it's not that it's just a changeup. I mean, he has really kind of perfected this thing. Look, my favorite pitcher of all time, his out pitch was a changeup, Tom Glavin. Um, and Ian Anderson had so much success with a changeup. You can be successful if you keep yeah. it down in the zone. Um, even Unless the movement on anything helps. Because you can know it's coming, but if a ball is moving, it just – you have to predict where it's moving to, and that's hard to do. Yeah, pretty pretty incredible what he's, he's done. He's been great. All right, here's my dirty difficult done. It's finally done. The drought is over. Ricky Fowler's winning drought is done. Four years. Four years. It's a long time in golf. The not 2019 to, Waste Management Not to not win a major. He's never, well, he's never won a major. I know, but I mean, for good golfers, four years is a long time not to win a major. This is to 
to win, period. And he's a good golfer. He oh. has just kind of remade his swing completely. Um, the, the Rocket Mortgage Classic on a first playoff hole. He hadn't won since the Waste Management Open in 2019. But I do think he's only 34 years old. Mm-hmm. I think people do forget like how good this guy was. A de- I know it's been a de- it's been a decade. Crazy. It's been a decade. 2014 Ash is when he finished top five in every single major that yeah. year. He then finished second at the Masters, I believe, the, the following year. I think he won the Players that year as well, maybe 16. So he had a three-year stretch where this guy was in contention on Sunday in golf's biggest tournaments every single week, every single time out. So. I know it's a long time ago in like normal people years. For me, I, I remember it kind of almost like yesterday. Like, okay, when yeah. does this guy eventually break through? Mm-hmm. And it still hasn't happened. He had a legit shot at, at this year's U.S. Open uh, and ended up finishing fifth. So, But then he kind of fell off the face of the earth for a while. Like, Oh, it, oh you mean after his yeah. – Yeah, after yeah. his run and then he won in 19 and then he was gone. Like yep. he was nowhere to be found. He yep. would, you would see the occasional shot from him, but he was never in contention. It felt like he made 96 starts without a win. Mm. Like this is the thing at what point and golf is different. It takes a special, special human mentally to be a golfer, because this is why not everyone wins. Most people, there are more people like Ricky Fowler than there are like, yeah. Tiger Woods. You know what I mean? Um, it takes a special, special human to be mentally strong enough to start 96 times, never win and keep going out there. The money helps when you come in top 10 and you're getting money. I think you have to learn to take those as wins, despite not getting a trophy. You have to take, and that's, I think that's how a lot of, of golfers now view it. Even at the high school level, it's like, okay, when you're setting goals, Hey, I want to finish top 10 or top five. That in a lot of ways is it is checking off a box and, and making achieving goals. You don't always have to win for it to be successful, but it's hard to get there for an athlete who probably a lot of these guys, all they did was win in their high school career and their college career because they went to the best colleges in the country. So they won a lot. And then they go play against all these great guys. And it's, it's different because you're not on a team sport where you have all this help. It's an individual thing and it's just you and your caddy and you're playing against a hundred and plus of the other guys that are the greatest golfers on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. I, I'm happy for him. Me too. It He's was a super likable weather weekend too. And he just was able to, to play through it. Yeah. You're right. Very likable guy. People on the tour love him, which, yeah. you know, a lot of times says a lot about who that, who that person is. Yeah. Uh, look at this. Hi dad. Why are we watching him win again? Yeah. He's probably absolutely. watching with their new puppy. Oh, should have got a picture of that. Mm. Boomer. Boom, boom. Boomer's how old and and what kind of dog? 11 weeks old, and he's a Jack Russell Terrier. My parents lost their dog a few months ago and hasn't been the same since. They tried not to get one, but dog people are dog people. Listen, I'm a dog person because my parents are dog people. So they got the cutest little Jack Russell Terrier. He's great. We met him the other day. And his name is Boomer because my dad is a big Oklahoma fan. So Boomer Sooner, that's the idea behind it. Uh, what would a Damian Lillard to Miami or Philadelphia deal do in terms of swinging the power, uh, the balance of power in the NBA? Anything? 
would it matter at all? It's a Miami team that's just in the NBA Finals. Yeah. How big of a deal if Dame time was on South Beach? We'll talk about that coming up on Honorado and Company. And and is number 24 a big deal if Djokovic gets it done at Wimbledon? People talking about it. Back in 30. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you. Providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957. Helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by House. We'll be live at Saratoga Race Course next Thursday, but then I'm at House the week after that. Uh, incredible progress being made on the renovation in Amsterdam, and we'll be checking that out uh, firsthand. We've got a, a show sandwiched in between those two I'll be at Lanzi's on the lake. That is going to be awesome. On Monday the 17th. Weather better be good. That's, that's all I got to say. The weather better be good. Uh, we'll do the show there, and then we'll bring it back for you guys. A little, bring you back a little bit of that flavor um, on the 20th. So check us out on the 20th for a little bit of a look at uh, Lanzi's on the I've never been. I've never been. I've never heard a lot about it, but I've never been. Okay. Okay. Well, that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to checking out Lansy's on the lake. Um, they do obviously huge business this time of year. Is that the great Sacandaga Lake or is it just the Sacandaga Lake? And is it Sacandaga or Sacandaga? Sacandaga. Ooh, you say Sacandaga. Okay. Uh, I don't know that for sure. That's how I say it. Um, and I'm from here, so I like to think sometimes I know, but I've I would said... prefer to say it's Sakandaga, but I've heard in the newsroom Sakandaga. Hmm. I think it would depend on where those people are from who are saying it. But some people are smarter than me. All right. Well, but I don't way, know which I don't know which one it is. Either way, we'll be at Lansy's and then I'll figure out kind of the rest of it. Okay. How's that sound? That sounds great. All right, great. Uh, Damian Lillard is going to get traded. He's asked the Blazers for a trade. Curious timing because you allowed Portland to go through the draft yeah. and through free agency right. before requesting a trade. And I get it. The idea is maybe, hey, maybe they'll do something to just absolutely stun me mm-hmm. and I won't want to leave. You knew that wasn't going to happen. Right. And they draft Scoot Henderson, who effectively will kind of replace the style of play of Damian Lillard. But without requesting, before you request the trade, they signed Jeremy Grant to a monster huge contract. Contract. Now maybe this is hey, even if Dame wants out, we don't want to leave the cupboard bare. Like right. let's at least try to be somewhat competitive. We've got young players. I love Simons. Um, obviously, they draft Scoot Henderson top three. You don't you don't want them to just go out there with a bunch of sure eighteen to twenty two year olds. And- Grants the vet who can be a reliable guy on the court, give them some support. Listen, the trade return for a guy like Damian Lillard better be pretty good. Wasn't great for Bradley Beal. I know, but I, 
that's the thing. I'm if I'm the Blazers, I'm not just going to give you up for nobody, and and that has to be made clear. Like, I'm yeah. not going to give you. But the like, I, I've thought about this. Who realistically is the Heat willing to part with? That's going to be enough for the Blazers to give them Damian Lillard in return. Well, the, the person everybody reaches for immediately is Tyler Hero. But Hero is the same wing player as, as Portland's best three players now. Mm-hmm. If I take Lillard off and I put Henderson in, their three best players are wing scorers. So that's that's Tyler Hero. I, I, the yeah. fit isn't there. To me, for Lillard to get to Miami especially, and Philadelphia too, for that matter, there has to be a third team involved. Yeah. It can't be a straight trade between two teams. There's just no way. So there you go. Great minds yeah. think alike. Yeah. Yeah. Has to. So uh, because you need picks as well. You know, I, I want talent that helps me on the court. Right. Um, not probably not too much. I don't want to win this year if I'm Portland. So really, I wouldn't mean? mind kicking the thing down you the road. Just, not that you don't want to win this I year. I don't want that to. You don't. Why? Because winning for Portland would look like the sixth seed in the West, and that does you no good. Or you don't even want to be top 10, quite frankly, because I don't even want to be in the playoff. I don't want to play in. I'm sorry. I don't even want to be in the play-in. I'm not in a position. If I'm the nine seed, what a disaster. There's nothing worse in sports. We said this with the Firewolves ad nauseum. There's nothing worse in sports than being mediocre. You've either got to be at the top or at the absolute bottom because I need to build this thing. So I want picks and I don't want, I don't want big, I don't want big salaries unless Mm -hmm. it's an expiring contract. So I need picks and I need young guys who I think in two or three years are going to be really, really, that's their track. Three years from now, Portland maybe has a shot. When you t- when you said I don't want to win now, I thought you're talking like NBA title contender. Like I don't want to win. Let, no. Let's not. But you're just saying realistically. Realistically, be what good. You don't want that team to be too like. good. Yeah. 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 No. So it's a, it's. Sam said maybe four teams. Maybe that would make it interesting. Yeah. Uh, but that's the way it would only work for Philly as well. The Harden thing is is in flux. Right. Um, let's finally get to the question here. Does it swing the balance of power for you in the NBA? Maybe just in the East. If he goes to yeah. his preferred destinations are Brooklyn and Miami. Philly is kind of back burner. If he goes to any of those three teams, does it make that team the best team in the East? I don't if know. If I said to you it's Lillard and Bam and Butler. Butler. Kevin Love resigned in Miami. Yeah. Um, For me, that kind of just gets them back to square one. Um, And and not that I'm going to compare Damian Lillard to some of the guys that the Heat have lost, but the Heat has lost players this this offseason. On purpose. purpose. Yeah. No, I get it. And But they've had guys go. I'm talking from a talent perspective. Maybe Mm -hmm. he just kind of brings them back to where they were or even. I, I know he's really good. Um but for me, I don't think it puts them that much ahead of where they were last year. Okay. So I, I mean, look, they got to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I think it, it moves the needle a little more for me for Philly. But 
that whole experiment would really depend. Anything involving James Harden for me is just kind of like, I don't know if it's going to work. So Harden's got to go. If Willard yeah. comes in Harden, they have to find a way to move Harden. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a good, and maybe if Lillard's a better fit, maybe that just works. Maybe that just works in Philly. I would like to see him in Brooklyn. I'm not saying they're going to be a top three team in right. the East, but I'd love to see yeah. him in Brooklyn because if I said to you, we're down two, somebody go get me a bucket. Mm-hmm. Who is that on the Nets right now? It's not Cam. It's not Cam Johnson. He got a he got a really nice contract, and he's a very good player. Mm-hmm. It is maybe. Mikel Bridges, Bridges, yeah, really good player. But I would love to see kind of the the dominant scorer put on that team, and see how then the Bridges and Johnsons flourish playing alongside Lillard. Lillard is a lot like Booker, mm-hmm. and they played in Phoenix with Booker, similar scoring styles. Maybe that just frees Bridges and Johnson up to have really good success. I agree with this. Currently, um. But my thing is, who has Lillard really played with? Lillard has been forced to be the guy. The Blazers have needed him to go out and get 50 or 60 points in order for that team to win. Mm -hmm. He's never really had to play with another superstar. Like, Nurkic is not a superstar. You know what I mean? Like, so for me... McCollum's the best guy he's played with. For me, it's an interesting place to drop him onto a team with, I mean, either Philly or Miami, where you're going to have two or three superstars, um, or stars, at least we would call them. Brooklyn would be a little bit more of a similar fit to what he is dealing with in Portland. He would get dropped. He would be the star on a team of, like, pretty good players. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that it does enough here to to really completely – swing things i had yeah. one thought as we talked about Harden. let me just get this out of the way here I, I don't know what the number is in vegas the rockets are gonna be okay this year oh i mean they have they've they are going, really well they're they gonna the be okay i think the rockets get into the playoffs i <laughs> now that, that means a top 10 team that, that, right. that i'm counts. writing this down on please do put Got it in it. Rockets to the playoffs. Rockets in the playoffs. Rockets right. in the playoffs, which which counts. Let me just put the asterisk here. Okay. If they make the play-in tournament, that yeah, counts. Yeah, yeah I okay. get that. That's not technically the playoffs. But if they make the play-in tournament, that counts. The Rockets okay. will be in there. I, I take – I'm happy to agree to those terms that play-in counts. I like that. I, I like I – like, a little bit outlandish predictions, you know, like Alec Manoa to win the Cy Young, Rockets to get in the playoffs. <laughs> Van Vliet signing. Harden yeah. might come back. I mean, Harden wants to come back. If I'm the Rockets, I don't want him back. Like but, Jabari Smith, there. But they're, they love him. Yeah. Your aunt and uncle of, live in your aunt and uncle live in Houston. They love some James Harden. They've got a lot of good young. I like. I I think Houston's sneaky. Uh, this is not sneaking up on anybody. It's been no. kind of the slow build, and and it was jockeying back and forth between Nadal and Djokovic, but now Nadal banged up the way he is. Djokovic is going to grab hold of this thing and never give it back, and that is the yeah, lead in terms of men's single Grand Slam titles. This would be 24 if Djokovic is able to win it all at Wimbledon. It would tie the all-time mark. Um, 
pre or post open era. Margaret Court has 24 on the women's side. Um, and that is pre open era, which is why a lot of people recognize Serena as the number one women's champion. But it is, in fact, Margaret Court with 24. Is this a big deal if he gets to 24? Yeah, I think so. I think it's interesting that you said it has did not sneak up. I, I agree that it hasn't recently snuck up on anyone. But if you told me five or 10 years ago, five right. years ago, three years ago, that mm. Djokovic would end up as essentially the greatest men's tennis player of all time. He would have the most majors because Roger's obviously not getting there. And I don't think Rafa will get there either. So Djokovic is, is in the driver's seat. However, however many more he wins is going to be the mark, yep. maybe for a very long time. Um, I think if you told me that a few years ago, I would have said you're crazy because it's either going to be Rafa or, or fed. So in that regard, I think it's been a little sneaky because as those two guys have kind of like just controlled the narrative, Djokovic has stayed a couple behind. And then when he stays healthy and those other guys are injured, now he's like, all right, let me just take that right away from you. So it's kind of been funny that the way that it's played out. And I think Djokovic is the better player between he and, and Rafa. Um, people talk about Rafa's dominance on clay and the, I think he's got 13 French open titles. Yeah, it's very um, Novak dominates the Australian open. That's been hit. That was his bread and butter. So everybody has that. Yeah. And Sampras won it was a, Wimbledon. It's a, it's a specialized court surface. That's it's natural. It just happens. Yeah, exactly. I still think Djokovic is the better player than Nadal. Um, and he, he, you look at the head to head against Federer. He, he's the better player. Just mm -hmm. if you're looking at that, I would have liked to have seen same age fed yeah. and Djokovic yeah. step-by-step. That would have been a lot yeah. of fun. Like their prime, both in their prime, both in their prime. Yep. Yeah. I know J joy and Sam both say Alcaraz. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for Djokovic. You know, I've, I've, I've kind of always been a, I know feds my guy. Fan. So I have trouble. Rooting for Joe. But it's already gone and passed him. I know, but I like, but I, I, I don't want him to like run too far away. I don't know. Away what is away. Mean? Doesn't matter how far. I know. Well, it does matter how far. <laughs> if he ends up seven, eight, nine majors ahead of him, you're, you've created significant distance between yourself and the second, third best players. Yeah. Yeah, and I get the feeling he he might just do that and then some. All right, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, enjoy See you at the track, y'all. Major League Baseball's All Star Break, yes, and we are live from Saratoga next week.